Hello and good afternoon to all of our listeners around the world. Welcome to the History Capsule Podcast. I'm your host, Fernanda Castellanos, your favorite historian. Today we will travel back in time to an era between the 17th and 18th century, a time where independence laid ahead for one of the most inflation influential countries the world has today, the United States of America. Today's discussion and interview will be centralized in the involvement Britain had in the American colonies by imposing at regard regarding taxation implement after the Seven Year War. These were outcomes of the war and affected colonists and Native Americans and their unlimited influence towards the independent movement. Joining us today, we have recognized historians from the Whiting University at Virginia. Here is Dr. Knowledge and Dr. Historian. Glad to have you here today. How are you both doing? Thank you very much for having us today. I can speak for both of us now when saying we are very excited to be here. The pleasure is mine, and I'm glad to hear you are excited. Well, let's get started. So my question for both of you, and both of you can answer, what is the Seven Year War? You can go ahead, Dr. Historian. Okay, thank you. So the Seven Years' War was a conflict that started with France and Britain in Europe due to the fact that they were both imperialist powers. And obviously, as all humans, both nations sought more economic and political power over the other. What started as a European conflict, mostly because it involved many other countries in Europe, since between them they formed a variety of alliances, transformed into a global conflict and eventually spread to colonies in America. This so-called Seven Years' War later transformed into the French and Indian War. This was due to the fact that most Native Americans took sides with the French because the British went against what they believed was right for them. But eventually, Britain won. This war lasted from 1755 up to 1763, and it left large debts that Britain had to pay off, as well as a larger empire to control. Victory was achieved by Britain, and the conflict ended because of peace treaties that were signed between the two major countries involved. Oof! Great! Thank you, Dr. Historian. So I think this gives us a great context for the main purpose of the interview, which would be to analyze the outcomes, specifically the taxation acts that were imposed after the war. Why were some of these acts, and why did Britain implement them towards the colonies? So, after the war took place, Britain generated a large debt because the funding for the war was really great. In addition to the debt, they were also seeking economic strength over other countries, so they imposed taxes with these acts to gain economic power. The principal acts that were established for taxation were the Stamp Act in 1765, the Townshed Act in 1767, and the Tea Act in 1773. These acts created a lot of disruption since colonists did not have a say on the parliament that imposed them. So can you please develop further about the Stamp Act? Sure, so the Stamp Act was established by Br the British Parliament, specifically by George Greenville, who was the British Prime Minister and Treasury at the time, uh, on March 22, 1765. The Stamp Act basically consisted of imposed regulations that involved placing stamps on every legal and printed document in the colonies. Surprisingly, things like dice and playing cards were also stamped. Now, stamps were placed in every document in exchange for tax payments from the colonists. 
These stamps were required by the British government, which controlled the colonies and anyone who opposed getting the stamp and paying the taxes was convicted in courts without juries. Wow, that seemed to be intense. But how are stamps just like mailing stamps? Yeah, they were stamps printed to the document and glued to more thick papers with different color material. Okay, thank you, very interesting. But now I suppose this is obviously was a surprising and very extreme measure for Britain. And I'm sure the colonists were not happy about this. Because imagine if buying a deck of cards required paying an additional tax for each card to be stamped. Yeah, exactly. For colonists this was outraging. And because of this, a group named the Sons of Liberty formed in Boston, which destroyed stamp distribution and removed stamp distributors. They, they were like they generated a lot of protests and uh, were really disruptive towards the Stamp Act itself. A recognized figure who was against the Stamp Act was Patrick Henry. He was an individual who imposed a series of resolutions uh, in the House of Burgesses that were called the Virginia Resolves against Britain's taxations of the Stamp Act. His words spread among colonists but uh, Britain ultimately denied his appeals. Another thing that slowed or went against the Stamp Act was uh, the first intercolonial meeting where nine representatives of nine different colonies joined together in New York uh, to create the rights and grievances, which were a series of resolutions that went against the Stamp Act, but the parliament also rejected these appeals. Protests against the Stamp Act became so constant that Britain revoked it in 1766. In exchange for this, they now placed a declaratory act that allowed Britain to implement taxes in the colonies. Wow, that was very detailed explanation about the Stamp Act. Now, let's move on to the Townshend Act. Dr. Historian, can you please let us about that? Well, where should I start? It's such a diverse and interesting topic. As my fellow Dr. Knowledge said, a consequence of the Seven Years' War fought against France, when Great Britain's national debt grew up to 133 million pounds in 1767, the Townshend Acts appeared and they were approved by the British Parliament. Its name references Charles Townshend, which was a British Chancellor of the Exchequer. One of the Act's main objectives consisted in taxing different types of goods arriving in the colonies. The people living in the colonies, however, thought these actions were a mere abuse of power and that they needed to end. Oh my god, the abuse of power is horrible. And even more since the tax goods were pretty much essential. Exactly. The tax good included glass, lead, paint, paper, and tea, and they were imported to the colonies. However, as if it wasn't too much, depending on the type of product and the brand, the tax was different. For example, the actual Townshend Acts state that for every ream of paper called Blue Royal, one shilling and six pence, while for every ream of paper called fine printing fool's cap, nine pence. People not only had to pay taxes, but also different taxes depending on what brand they wanted to buy. Isn't it ridiculous? I mean, in modern times, different brands do have different prices, but it's not to pay the debt of another country. Poor people! Plus, it wasn't their fault that Great Britain had to pay the debt of the seven years. Anyways, why were they created in the first place, Dr. Historian? Well, according to the Massachusetts Historical Society, after the repeal of the Stamp Act, money was needed for defraying their expenses. In quotes. 
of administering the colonies in America. Hence, the Crown thought that by imposing taxes on the colonies, people would easily pay and they would obtain money to continue paying the Seven Years' War debt and administering the colonies. So technically, technically it was the consequence of the Stamp Act getting repealed. And obviously, people were built against it, right? I mean, they must have done so. They did, slowly. Educated and high society people observed how these acts were not just in any way, and how Great Britain was able to tax them even though they had no real voice within the parliament. And as a consequence, different sectors of society started creating and circulating letters in which they explained what was happening, asking for the rest of society to rebel and defend their rights. And how does the story end? I mean, the Townshed Act got repealed, but wasn't there more? In fact, the end of the story is kind of sad and shocking in some way. By 1769, over 2,000 British troops arrived in Boston, and it was then on March 5, 1770, when British soldiers shot into an angry mob, killing five American colonists in what is called the Boston Massacre. That same day, the Prime Minister of Great Britain, Lord North, decided to ask the Parliament to put an end to the Townshend Acts. A month later, in April 1770, all of the Townshend Acts were officially repealed, except the Tea Act. Oh my god, I mean, true, the Townshend Act got repealed almost completely, but there were unnecessary deaths in, inedible, in the inedible process, poor families. Well, I think we should probably move on to the last consequence of the Seven Years' War, the Tea Act. We actually asked your audience to send us details they knew about the Tea Act through our Instagram, please go follow us to history underscore capsule podcast. If it's okay with you, Dr. Knowledge and Dr. Historian, I'll read the comments and add up a little research I did. Please, Please go, go ahead. ahead. So I summarized all of y'all's comments and came up with this. In 1773, the Tea Act was installed in the colonies of Britain to pay the, bed, the debt Britain had to themselves after the Seven Year War. The British government granted the company a monopoly on the importation and sale of tea in the colonies. Colonists, of course, did not agree with this and were pretty discontent with the whole leadership. This is when they decided to protest against the act and they threw what we know today as the Tea Party, which is not as exciting as it sounds, to be quite honest. American citizens dressed up as Indian Americans and intercepted the boat with the tea shipment and threw all the tea overboard. <laughs> This ended in a very in every single headline in the newspapers America had at the time. Unfortunately, this did not do anything but scandals. The Tea Act was here to stay. And it wasn't removed until 1861. With the plan summarized, we can assume that it eventually fueled American independence. Wouldn't you be angry after all of that? Now, just to move on to closure. For this podcast, one film, well, it's actually a musical, I would like to recommend to the audience, and I'm sure both of you have watched it, it's called Hamilton, an American musical. I think it gives us a very detailed but concise version of the process the U.S. had for the being under British control to being independent. So if y'all want to watch that, it's always in New York. Go buy some tickets. And it's also in Disney+, Plus, says Dr. Historian. Oh my god. Yeah, definitely. It briefly mentions Britain's taxation upon colonies through some awesome raps. And it also demonstrates colonists being resistant to paying those taxes. I think it is a great way to spend your time and learn something new. If you look closely at the script, you can capture many things of historical events and characters. Yeah, like having it battle one, 
which was Alexander Hamilton against Thomas Jefferson, where they briefly mentioned the British taxation, and more specifically, the Tea Act, and its unfair nature for the colonists. It's an amazing rap on top of everything. You can really sense the words coming out of the actors and the energy. My personal favorite character is Lafayette. Well, with all of this said, for those of you hearing, the outcome of the Seven Year War was of mass importance for the colonists to turn their wheels in search of freedom. Thank you again, Dr. Knowledge and Dr. Historian. Happy to have been your guest today. Thank you for Same here. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of History Capsule, my awesome podcast, and see you soon. But remember, there's a million things I haven't done, but just, just you wait. wait. Just, just you. you.